It's time for another edition of Dome and Domer, the only podcast for Notre Dame fans by Notre Dame fans. If you're looking for cogent analysis and unbiased opinions backed by careful reporting, you've come to the wrong place. For the next 20 minutes or so, you'll get a fan's perspective on the Fighting Irish without all the normal spin from the so-called professional analysts. It's Dome and Domer. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Brammer and Ed Jordanic. Hello, Irish fans, and welcome to another edition of Dome and Domer. My name is Mike Brammer. Joining me, Mike Coffey from IndyNation.com. As man, did this season kind of fly by? I mean, here we <laughs> it's, it's the last game of the season already. Um, and you the know, regular season, yeah, regular. At least, yeah, just a regular season. And and you know, it's going to be interesting to do the show after the game because I think you know at that point we look at the whole body of work, but. Uh, for the most part, coffee. I mean, we're kind of where we thought we'd be at, not the way we got here, but mm-hmm. we are kind of what we thought we'd be somewhere around this. Um, and I think the good news for Notre Dame is at least they're on the right trajectory. I mean, they're playing some good football right now. Um, it, it's going to be a huge challenge for them Saturday night. I think as well as we've been playing, they're going to be up against it Saturday night, uh, and it's going to be a great environment. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great game. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a lot. But again, this is, you know, for Marcus Freeman in his first year, this is another challenge, another hurdle he needs to get over, which is a big, huge rivalry game um, where there's a lot to play for, even though you can make the argument USC's got everything to lose. Um, truth of the matter is uh, both these guys are going to go at it with everything they got. And uh, I think it's going to be a great game. Um, right now it's five and a half point favorite to USC. Does that surprise you at all? Or no, although it's come down a little, I think, I think they opened like what, six and a half, seven or something like that. And it's slowly creeping back. I think, uh, you know, obviously Southern Cal has a lot of offensive talent and, but I was, it's kind of hard to tell with these PAC 12 teams. I mean, I looked at, um, I read an article on The Athletic recently that was talking about, like, how, how come the Pac-12 isn't getting, look, look at all the ranked teams they have and all that. So, well, yeah, but if you look at the games that they played out of conference against good teams, they, they they all got pounded. I mean, Southern Cal really hasn't played anyone out of conference to show how good they are. I mean, they seem to have great offensive numbers, and this is certainly how you build a team out of the transfer portal. That's no doubt about that. but as in keeping with Lincoln Riley's teams, their defense really seems to be suspect. So I'll be interested to see how much a defense like Notre Dame, which I think is a lot more physical than any of the defenses they've seen yet. I wanna see how they perform uh, against Notre Dame's defense because it's possible to keep their offense in check. I think teams like Utah have done that. Uh, I think Notre Dame can do that, I think you you when you get a secondary including players like Ben Morrison and stuff like that. That's I I think we have the possibility to keep their score down. The question is, can we score enough points? Yeah, I, well, I think that you know you look at this, you look at the statistics. It's pretty obvious. The key to this football game is is how do we play on the defensive side of the ball? Because I, I I kind of feel like we're gonna. I mean, if you just look at what USC's given up. Um, a lot of yards rushing per game, so that mm-hmm. plays to our favor. 
Um, they, they even give up a lot of yards passing. I mean, so it's they, not they like USC. I, I think where, the, where it makes a difference is they do force a lot of turnovers. So, yeah, they got, uh, they got some playmakers. I agree. Yeah, um, so that, that indicates me they're, they're, they're giving up long drives, but the end of those drives are turnovers uh, in some cases. So, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I've, I've never been a big fan of the, we, 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 we won the yardage battle. It's like, well, so what? You lost the game. It's the, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, right. is making sure that we can, that, that we can put those yards on them uh, because I, I, I have faith in the defense to be able to at least try to keep them in check a little bit. Yeah. Now, I, I don't know. I, I haven't heard the latest, but I know that Cam Hart's kind of banged up. He is probable, though, and mm -hmm. so is Brandon Joseph. But mm -hmm. probable could mean that they're not 100%. They're like, you know, 85 or 90. Who knows? Yeah. Um, so you'd hate to see that. But, uh, you know, just from a defensive standpoint, if, if Notre Dame can kind of control the game there, mm -hmm. get the ball back in our hands, I, I, you know, my gut instinct is you're just going to see more of the same. You're just going to see us – try and pound the football and control the line of scrimmage. And I think we can, I mean, I think that's going to be, you know, one of the battles that we can win is, is that on the offensive line and we should be able to how much success, I don't know, but it seems to me that we, we've got to limit the number of possessions they have. You know, you can't be, you can't be turning the football over, like you say, no. um, because I think with, with too many possessions, he's just too good of a quarterback. He's a guy that just makes plays. Mm -hmm. and, and for me, the biggest concern is just what's the yardage he gains from the line of scrimmage just with the scrambles. Because I think we've got the kind of DBs that can hang with them, but it's going to be his ability to, to kind of scramble and, and break through the line of scrimmage. And that could be a real hassle for us Saturday night. I mean, that's one of the areas that's got me really concerned is just that. Because I, I don't know that we're going to be able to put up 45 points i just don't see that happening yeah i, I don't see it either i mean I, I granted the offense has been good the last couple of weeks i mean as evidenced by the scores you're seeing on the on your screen but i, I don't know i mean clemson has a high powered defense and we, we managed to have yeah now granted I, I know there was some special teams and uh turnover stuff mixed up in there there always is but i yep. think I'm not entirely sure. I, I mean, I agree with you. I'm not entirely sure we're going to be able to rack up that many points against this defense. But I mean, again, the the stats are telling. Like you said, they 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 give up a lot of yards on the ground, and that could feed right into the game plan we need, where we're getting first downs on the ground, chewing up clock, limiting their offensive possession. It's it's like when you play Navy. It's like you want to yeah. hang on to the ball as long as possible because Navy's going to have long, time-consuming drives, and they're going to limit your uh, possessions, you got to limit theirs right back. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I think that will be interesting to watch is, uh, you know, the in-game adjustments, because this is really going to push us for this game Saturday. I mean, Lincoln Riley is a damn good college football coach. There's no doubt about it. He, he you know, he's successful everywhere he's been. Granted, he, like you say, he brought over a bunch of transfers, but he got them to play. I mean, these guys are playing together. They execute, they put points on the board, and I think he's a good in-game coach. He's that kind of guy that can just, you know, see what 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 the weaknesses are and exploit those within the game. I think you're going to see some of that. Uh, 
on Saturday. It's going to be critical for us to kind of have some of those, not, nothing major, but just, you know, we're going to have to, if they start exploiting us somewhere, you're going to have to counter that. And, um, you know, for me, I kind of feel like we need to almost be in the lead going into the fourth quarter if we're going to have a shot at winning this football game. If we're not in the lead, I don't see us coming back by putting two scores on the board, you know, to overcome a deficit in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it's going to it's going to need to be us controlling the football and, and ourselves getting one or two turnovers. You know, so I, I got to believe we're going to have to win the turnover battle to even just even things out, you know, with the, the explosiveness that they have. We do tend to give up big plays every now and then. I don't know why, but this team is just it's just who they are. They, they kind of every now and then, you know, seem to just lose their responsibilities and give up a big play. And I guess a team like USC, that's all it takes. Um, yeah, there, there's just too much talent to, to 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 give up those huge chunk plays, and if, I, I think the defense needs to play within themselves, and they need to. It, it's again, it's like playing Navy. It's like you need to play focused, responsibility, fo- focused, responsible football, where you have your you have your guy, you have your job, you got to get it done because all it's going to take is one breakdown and a player like Williams is going to, is going to take advantage. So got to be able to keep him in check if we can, or, or maybe the thought is he's going to get his yards. Let's just blanket cover the receivers. Uh, If he wants to run a lot and get hit a lot. Okay, fine. Then that's what happens. But maybe that's the game plan. Yeah, I do. I do think it's going to just be a battle. It's going to be just a physical or just like it always is with the USC. And, um, you know, they, they definitely have some serious athletes on that team. No could it get out of hand? Yeah, it could. I, I don't uh, – you know, it's, it's going to be somewhat interesting to see because I think one of the things we can be somewhat happy about is that Marcus Freeman does seem to get his guys ready to play. Um, oh, yeah. He, he right definitely the is. Whistle, they come out there ready. He sh- he's shown that, in the last, especially in the last five games. I oh, mean, they come out with a purpose and um, – I kind of think we'll see that Saturday night. I, I think it would be a huge opportunity for us to score first because um, I think that kind of sets the table. I, I think if we can get USC pushing it a little bit, you know, pressuring themselves a little bit, that might fall into our favor. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I, I don't like the idea of us getting behind early because it's it's just going to make it really tough on us to, to control the football. Well, as, as you said, I think SC – has a lot more pressure on them in this scenario because I think no matter what happens on uh, no matter what happens on Saturday, I think Notre Dame's either going to the Gator, the Cheez-It, or the Holiday Bowl. It's going to be one of those three. I really don't see a scenario where they sneak into uh, the New Year's Six, although that would be great. I think if they were going to, if, if they do end up there, they're going to end up in the Cotton Bowl playing the uh, group of five representative which I mean okay I think too many things have to happen yeah. for Notre Dame to get there and so but the the key game was last week because by getting to eight wins Notre Dame is now within one win of every ACC team except for Clemson and North Carolina and North Carolina slipped a little bit if NC State upsets them then maybe they might be able to creep there too and the bowl selection criteria says that a bowl can select Notre Dame if Notre Dame is within one win of the team that would otherwise get selected. 
So teams like North Carolina, if they fall down there, but teams like Florida State and NC State and, and the teams that are right in that like cloud of possible bowl uh, selections, those bowls can pick Notre Dame up. And that's going to happen whether they're eight and four or nine and three. So yeah. I think the beauty of it is there's a lot less pressure on the team. They, they can just say, you know what, we're going all out. We've got a whole month to rest up before one of the three bowl games we know we're going to be in. I mean, obviously you always want to win. You always want to beat SC especially, but the beauty is they're not going to be clenched up or anything. They're going to, they can relax and say, let's go out and just beat these guys because we want to beat them. Not because we have like five different layers of other things we have to worry about. Yeah. Yeah. I do think that, you know, we'll kind of come out and play loose a little bit. Uh, but again, he, he seems to be um, capable of that he's done it. And that that's a good thing. And it's credit to him and his, his coaching staff. They have put some points on the board. I mean, Notre Dame scored 35 points in the last five games, and it's been since 1943 was the last time they've done that five mm -hmm. games in a row. So something's clicking there. Something's right. Um, but, yeah, this this is a whole different challenge. I mean, I really think that um, Clemson, you know, I, I, would, I might argue that Clemson's front four is better than USC's. Um, and, and so, therefore, if we can, again, it seems to indicate why uh, – not to say that we might come out and and do some quick short throws to loosen things up and then pound them. Mm -hmm. I, I could see that, but but the truth of the matter is, uh, there's going to be some heavy emphasis on establishing a running game. I, I kind of personally think that if Notre Dame's going to win this football game, they're going to need to rush for 200 yards, and yeah. then maybe maybe throw for 250. Somewhere they're, they're going to need that kind of production mm -hmm. if they're going to win this football game. They're not going to be able to do it with Pine throwing for. 140 yards and 50% completion. That ain't going to happen. No. no. And I, you're, I, not, you're not going to beat USC doing that. It's all about productivity. I mean, when, when we, when the offense has the ball, they've got to do something with it. They have to have long, long time consuming drives that end in touchdowns are the, that's, that's the gold standard for this game. That is the best possible outcome that can keep SC's offense off the field. And the funny thing is, I feel like we were having these exact same conversations before the North Carolina game and before the Clemson game. And it's, it's the same kind of thing. We're going up against like a quality opponent. And fortunately, the last couple of times they've had to do that, uh, the, the offense is definitely surprised or the maybe yeah. the team in general is surprised. So yeah. maybe it's not a surprise now. Maybe this is going to go better than we think. Yeah, the, this will. I'm, I, I definitely think this is going to indicate a lot of things for us. I mean, I, that's why I think it'll be interesting to do the show next week, in light of everything. But certainly, this is a huge game. Uh, you know, some good news on the on the recruiting front. I mean, that was not a bad pickup in uh, McKinney from uh, the QB that we ended up yes. picking up from Pittsburgh. I mean, that's absolutely that was really the big, huge hole in that recruiting class. And uh, man, give them credit because. I don't know if you've seen film on him, but boy, he throws a nice ball. I mean, he's got yeah, just no, he's, he's got great arm strength. He really and a, a lot of his past, you see, it's not like he's getting set stepping in. He, no, he can throw on the move. He can throw in all. He's kinds an of athletic things. kid. And I, I think that's, you know, they'll work on him with his fundamentals, but he does tend to fling it a lot. I mean, he can he can have both feet sitting wide open and fling it 50 yards. I oh, mean, yeah. it's it's kind of amazing. His arm strength. He's but also I would just say the, three, which I think is a big improvement over the last oh, couple huge. of seasons we've had. I mean, that opens up if you can if you're up higher than your lineman, 
that opens up the whole middle of the field. Just the, yeah. the, the, the vision that you have is so, so much better. Yeah. And I, I just think that his, uh, you know, his ability to, to his accuracy is just impressive. Um, now, uh, truly, it's only the game film that they released, but still um, a lot of touchdown passes where he kind of lets guys run underneath it, too. He doesn't, you know, but he, he does throw a tight spiral, too. I mean, he's got a good release. He's got a kind of a quick release, too, but, you know, couldn't be happier because I think that was a glaring hole for us in that, you know, yeah, we could have. The last couple classes, actually. Yeah, it just just hasn't been there, and got to give him a lot of credit for pulling that off. Um, Now they just need to hold on to everybody. We've got quality in 2023, quality in 2024. I mean, that's two good quarterbacks. Yeah, with verbal commitments in a row, and I think that's that's how you build depth at the position. I mean, that's yeah, yeah, and I I just uh, that that's a really good sign. I mean, I'm excited about that. Um, yeah, well, good. I I uh, so just b- before we do our predictions, I just got to ask you because I I did watch the first game and was kind of scratching my head at the basketball team, <laughs> thinking it's going to be one of those years. And man, they've seen they they're starting to click a little bit. Although you know, there's gaps there, but Starling looks like a stud. I mean, he just he's a player. Um, well, I, I I do think that he's probably the most prepared freshman to come to Notre Dame in a long time. I mean, playing at La Lumiere. I mean, they. Uh, I don't want to use the word like a semi-pro schedule, but they they're a serious program. They go nationwide. Yeah. They play the best. I mean, he's gone up against some serious serious competition at the high school level. So he is prepared for the ACC, I think. It's just a question yeah. of getting used to the speed of the game. And I think especially against Bowling Green last night, I, th- I think we started to see that. Lubin is also, I think, he's he's another both – both the freshmen are just like a higher caliber of player that than we've seen the last few years. I mean, even if you include um, – um, the various folks we've had come in. But I, I think – the new assistant coaches and the recruiting they're bringing, the, the level of recruiting they're bringing to bear, the kind of kids they're going after, a lot more speed, a lot more quality, a lot more agility. I think these guys are more prepared basketball players so that we're not, we don't have to wait for them to become juniors to contribute. I mean, yeah. Starling's contributing now, Lubin's contributing now. I think overall, uh, this is a team, and the, the beauty is usually with Mike Bray's teams, they get better as the, as the season goes yeah. along. You don't see them like play real well. I mean, some of them have, but yep. a lot of times you see these young players get better and better and better. So th- th- there's a stretch late in the season where we go to Duke and go to Virginia and then host North Carolina, three top 10 teams, at least currently right in a row. I'll be really interested to see where the team is at that point, because yeah. if they continue on this trajectory, I think we're going to like what we see. Yeah, yeah, it's looking pretty good at least at the moment. So that'll be fun to watch. All right, let's mm-hmm. let's do it. What's your prediction for Saturday? Uh, I predicted a 35-34 Notre Dame win in our contest, and I oh, nice. that. Yeah, I kind of think we're going to pull it off too. I don't know why. I just got a good feeling about this, uh, and, and I think it's going to be in the 30s as well. I was going to go 35-29, um, and I think that you know. I think we're going to surprise some people with how well we run the football Saturday mm-hmm. night. I, th- I think some people are going to be shocked because um, I, I think a lot of people are thinking that this is probably the best team we faced. Um, but I, 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 I really feel like I'll tell you what I, 
I don't I can't remember the last time that we've had three quality quality running backs like we do. Mm-hmm. And and Diggs is really starting to emerge and and you know his stock has just gone way up in the last five games. I mean, he's been an absolute beast. I think he's 100% healthy, which is probably a big portion. He was hurt in the beginning of the year. He was kind of playing hurt at the end of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but he seems to be pretty healthy. And, man, is he, uh, he's just, his vision has gotten really good in the last five games. Um, his patience going through the line of scrimmage. But, boy, he just – He's, he's just a powerful back, and um, having him an estimate, and then just a, a a guy like Tyree that's got that extra burner speed. You know, I, I it'd be nice for him to break one Saturday because mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy that can do it. And um, but it, it's just a nice mixture of what we got back there. That it's not often that you get three guys that are that quality that you're going up against. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm I'm looking forward to. It. I think it's going to be a great game. Actually, a good game of college football on Saturday. It's it's teaming up to be some classic games. There's going to be some good. Uh, there's going to be yeah. some good watching on on so even the earlier games. Like I, I I always watch the Egg Bowl only because I, mean, I I knew some guys from Mississippi when I was at Notre Dame, and believe me. You will find that that that's a level of hate in a rivalry that <laughs> is really tough to match. I mean, they, yeah. those people loathe each other, and yeah. always kind of makes that a very very interesting game to watch. Yeah, well, the Michigan Ohio State game. I mean, with everything on the line to play for that, that's that's really gonna. And I'll tell you what, I will not be shocked if Michigan wins that game. I I, I think. You got to give the odds on favorite to to Ohio State. They just are more explosive. But you just never know in a game like that. And um it is at Ohio State, right? Mm-hmm. So that that that's gonna make it tough on them. But but I, I think it's just gonna be a great college football Saturday. It's gonna be a good one to end on. Um, but in any event, uh I, I think Saturday night's gonna be a fun one to watch for sure. Well, I did think I think I saw a stat. I hope it's correct. Uh that if Notre Dame wins on Saturday night. Uh, Marcus Freeman will have done in 12 games what Brian Kelly couldn't do in 12 years. Uh, beat two top 10 teams in his Notre yeah. Dame career. Yeah, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, um, and I, again, I think what we're going to see in the first quarter is they will not come out flat. You're not going to nope. see that. Nope. Um, he's just proven it again and again, and uh, I, I think they're going to be fired up. I really do. Whether they can hang on for the entire game, that'll be the big, huge question. But, um, you know, just a couple turnovers here and there, and that could flip the game for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I'm looking forward to that. I agree. All right, great. You've been listening to Dome and Domer, an online conversation about Notre Dame sports from a fan's perspective. For Mike Coffey, I'm Mike Brammer. Thanks for listening. And, thank, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving as well. <laughs>